Welcome, everyone, to the newest edition of the Saturday Matinee Movie Review. I am your host, Adrian, and this is for the 19th of September in the year 2021. This review is going to be a little bit different one. We're going to review The Dark Side of the Ring. Um, it is a very popular one. It's Season 3, Episode 8, called The Plane Ride from Hell. This episode you can actually find on YouTube. Uh, type in uh, Dark Side of the Ring or type in Plane Ride from Hell. The full episode from Vice TV is on there. And so to assist me with this show, we're going to invite our guest. Um, she has her own show on Thursdays uh, called Cerebrus. Highly, highly recommend listening. Very good show. I'd like to introduce uh, remotely uh, Miss Bradley to the show. Hi, Miss Bradley. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing this evening? Doing very well. Um, your previous show was amazing. Um, people loved it. So I figure let's bring you on and let's do this one more time uh, for the review of this episode. So before we get into it, what did you think of the episode? Just a little blurb about it. Just a little blurb. Um, kind of disturbing to a point. And honestly, I feel like if this would have happened in today's society, it would have been completely different. Yes. Now, we're going to preface the episode. This shot was back in May 2002. Now, of course, you know, we're not going to give the old tagline of in the previous generation or Bulls and B-Boys or anything of the sort. This episode brings to life um, something that happens that, of course, cannot be excused, you know, no matter what generation it's in. So, of course, most of you to listen to the show are not really wrestling fans and you don't have to be a wrestling fan to really understand this episode or why we're reviewing it um a long time ago may 2002 um to wwe world wrestling entertainment had their wrestlers or performers whatever you may call them um, they went to the uk to do a wrestling show and on their way back there are some issues with that so we're going to touch on that a little briefly but mainly talk the reason behind it and also the after effects. So long story short, um, there have been so many different variations of this. So we're going to mainly just touch upon the ones we witnessed on the show. I myself, I'm a big wrestling fan. I've watched wrestling since 19, who knows. And Miss Bradley, to my knowledge, of course, you're not a big wrestling fan, are you? Not the biggest wrestling fan, no. Um, I remember as a kid watching wrestling with my father. He was a big Hulk Hogan fan. 
Um, but for the most part, no, not the biggest fan, but I do like the show Dark Side of the Ring. Um, it's a very interesting show. I actually stumbled across it because a friend of mine had been watching the show and she's a kind of a wrestling fan and she got me into it while I had pneumonia um, last year. We um, were on lockdown during, you know, the original lockdown for COVID and I ended up with pneumonia, not COVID. And um, she came over to take care of me and started playing Dark Side of the Ring. And so I got hooked. Oh, perfect. And so, like I said, being a wrestling fan, I watch everything that has to do with it. Um, I've done it, written it, all that fun stuff in between. But we're going to jump right into it. Now, we're not going to go through the whole episode bit by bit by bit. But we're going to touch upon the most key things about the show. So the long and short of it... On the way back from the UK show, reports say that the flight was delayed. Now, on the show, it said it was delayed by seven hours. So you had all these wrestlers on this private charter plane for seven hours not being able to take off. And, of course, in that generation, I'll use that word a lot, um, a whole lot of booze were flying about. You know, so um, they allegedly went through three carts full of booze and everyone was drunk loud all that fun stuff like that and then that's when it gets kind of hairy um because we start off with a couple of wrestlers getting into it so i'll hand it over to you a little bit any parts you get confused on with the names of course i'll definitely jump in thank you um so one of the main things that they talk about is that um kurt uh henning kurt henning uh mr perfect he was challenging Brock Lesnar, who was apparently very new to wrestling at that time. Um, he wanted to challenge him to a brawl. And during all this, Brock Lesnar was asleep. And uh, Kurt Henning came up to him and put a huge uh, pile of shaving cream on him and then kind of smacked him in the shaving cream, which created a huge brawl. Which, of course, they went back and forth and eventually were fighting on the fuselage and then they were fighting up against the side of the plane and everyone got freaked out because they thought they were going to release the emergency release which um is not possible because of all of the uh pressure up in the air you can't actually open that door but everyone is afraid that was going to happen um Another thing that happened was um, Michael Hayes. Well, hold on. I'm going to interrupt there just oh, for a course. second. So, like I said, we're going to not stretch it out too much. We're going to dip into it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so, of course, you know, Kurt Henning, um, his moniker is Mr. Perfect, of course. He was labeled as you know, a big prankster, a big jokester. He would mess with people a whole lot. And, of course, like you know, Ms. Bradley said, Brock Lesnar was new. So, you know, shaving cream on the head, slapped him, and they went chasing each other. You know, go, you know, going not necessarily going back and forth because Brock Lesnar is, you know, 6'2", 6'3", almost 300 pounds. So they wrestled each other all over the plane. Of course, scaring people half to death. You know, the flight attendants really couldn't do anything. So they went back and forth. And of course, when you slam against the, you know, the, 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 the hatch, the door on the plane, people are going to freak out. Now, of course, it's instead that it takes a lot of pressure, a lot of strength and power to open that emergency hatch. But of course, during that time, you don't think about that. 
you know, you're going to freak out. So you're going to scream, do whatever you can to get these two big burly guys to leave each other alone. That was only one step of the problem on the flight back. Because you have to imagine a flight going from the UK back to America could be six to seven hours, maybe even longer, depending upon weather, blah, blah, blah. So that was one of the things that contributed to the you know plane ride from hell. So I apologize. The next thing? No, no apologies needed. Um, so apparently, um, Michael Hayes punched John Bradshaw in the head. Uh, Michael Hayes, he was... What was he? He was some sort of management. Oh, he was like upper management. Upper management? Okay. Um, he punched John Bradshaw in the head. John Bradshaw had apparently hurt himself during their show in the UK. Um, and he'd had a bloody head at that time. And so Mike Hayes, um, punching him, basically opened that back up. Which irritated him quite a bit because he was wearing a real nice suit and bleeding all over the suit. Um, also, um, Michael Hayes basically just made an ass out of himself throughout the entire plane flight. And eventually when he finally fell asleep, Sean Waltman decided he'd had enough of Michael Hayes's basically crap and went up to him and, um, Michael Hayes apparently had, I guess, a mullet or a ponytail and Sean Waltman went behind him and cut it off. And apparently everyone on the plane was quite happy about that. He got his just desserts. Yes. So, so Michael Hayes, of course, he's a longtime wrestler. Look him up. And he had, he had a mullet. Just like Miss Bradley said, he had a mullet. And, of course, in the party scene with the drugs and the alcohol, um, it was rumored, you know, that he was H-bombed. Um, like, you know, like a little dose of something in his drink. Which, of course, mixed with alcohol, probably made him pass out a little bit quicker. And so Sean Waltman got revenge. Because once again, all this is alleged because we don't know the whole story. We were not there. So we dare not try to you know, make anything concrete. Rumor has it that Michael Hayes you know, was you know, picking on Sean Waltman, giving him a hard time, stuff like that. Sean Waltman had enough. And of course, when Michael Hayes was passed out, you know, the boys needled him on to cut the mullet. And he did. And, of course, Michael Hayes wouldn't notice it until the end of the plane ride, which was hours later. More on that particular part later. Mm-hmm. And so as the plane goes on, like I said, we're going to bounce back and forth between particular things. But the big one is coming up just a little bit. Just, just bear with us. Yes, I have a couple more before the big one. Um, so the next one is... Ha. Um, let's see. The hair... The shaving cream, the blood. What else happened? Oh, um, so Terry Runnels was on the plane as well, and she was married to who was she married to? Uh, Gold Dust, uh, Dustin Runnels. Okay, so Dustin Runnels. So apparently, um, throughout this whole flight, basically the poor flight attendants were being harassed throughout the flight. Um, we have uh, Heidi, and the other young lady is not on the show, but in doing some research, I'm not going to say her name because they gave her actual name, um, but we're going to call her T, and um, 
the two flight attendants were basically being harassed throughout this entire experience. And so apparently Goldust got a little drunk and harassed T, saying that uh, he wanted to know maybe that her breasts were real and that he was going to... Uh, can I say it? Absolutely. He said he was going to fuck her and that he was very handsy with her. But at another point later on, um, apparently he started serenading his ex-wife, Terry, on the loudspeaker, just singing sad, love-sick songs. And uh, eventually, Jim Ross, who was kind of in charge of the guys, um, he went back there and he put a stop to it. And he basically told him, sit down, shut up, and enjoy the rest of the flight. So now we get to the capper. Now, of course, uh, those of you who are listening, you're probably rolling your eyes or saying I'm not a big wrestling fan. But this is not this is not the reason why we are doing the review of the show. One of the major things that came out of it was Ric Flair. Now, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to know who Ric Flair is. Even I know who he is. Now, on the on the flight, the you know the stewardess uh, Heidi Doyle, she you know she's one of the stewardesses serving drinks and whatnot. And Ric Flair's deal is when he gets drunk, he likes to party, he likes to put on his wrestling robe, and nothing else. Now, of course, once again, we'll always, you know, lean on that, it was a different time, a different era. This is still unexcusable. So, of course, rumor has it, and this is from her words also, that, you know, she was cornered in a little kitchen area on the plane, and Ric Flair was strutting, doing his normal shtick, and waving his penis around in a helicopter motion. Yes, folks, you can imagine that. We won't. And, of course, that made Heidi Doyle very uncomfortable. And, of course, from her lips, you know, she was saying that Ric Flair tried to, to make a move on her, pretty much. Um, you, know, you know, needling her and, you know, trying, you know, basically sexually harassing her. Um, she said that, you know, he took her hand and put it on his crotch and stuff of that nature. And... The whole thing went on, you know, for a few minutes um, until, of all people, you know, Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Reynolds came in pretty much for the save and kind of, you know, took her back, you know, kind of took him away from her. And that really, that really affected her, of course, because she's still on the plane. Everybody's there, you know, doing their thing as the hours go on. And towards the end of the flight, you know, they land. And, of course, she has one more incident. Yes. So she has one more incident. Um, another player in this um, is Scott Hall. Now, Scott Hall had a problem with addiction and drinking, and he had been basically taken off of the roster for a while, and they brought him back for this UK tour, and um, even Jim Ross admitted in this documentary that perhaps they brought him back too soon that he wasn't quite ready to be back around all the people and the drugs and the alcohol because apparently part of this life is drugs and alcohol. And so um, he got really high and really drunk apparently. And to some of the bystanders, they said that he did nothing but sleep. But other bystanders say he was up causing trouble, things of that nature. But um, Heidi states that she went to bring him his breakfast. He was passed out. 
and he woke up and said that he wanted to lick her pussy and then slobbered all over her face and ripped her shirt open and her buttons went flying everywhere. Um, the other um, flight attendant says similar things were said to her from him as well, saying that he wanted her to suck his dick as well. So apparently both of these flight attendants were harassed by him. But by the time the plane landed, he was completely out of it. He couldn't even respond to anyone. They were constantly checking to make sure that he was alive because he was passed out to the point that he was barely breathing and couldn't move. So, of course, um, some of the other wrestlers, mainly uh, PJ Polacco, his wrestling name is Just Incredible. Look him up as well. Um, you know, he was good friends with some of the people there, so he picked up Scott Hall, put him in a wheelchair, wheeled him out, put sunglasses on him, and as an excuse, you know, said, oh, he has a, he has a medical condition, this is why, you know, we have to wheel him through. And, of course, um, you know, the flight attendants, you know, they were very distraught by it, they had to clean up the plane, that was full of vomit, blood, needles, trash, you name it, it was there. And there were repercussions from this. You know, Scott Hall was, you know, was let go, um, allegedly, Dustin Rose was fined and or let go. Um, what else? Of course, you know, Michael Hayes woke up to find his mullet piece missing. Was very irate about that. No one copped to it until the very day after they landed. They had a show. And Michael Hayes's uh, ponytail was nailed up against the wall. So, of course, there are repercussions for that. But the major thing with the show is toward, it's, as the show went on, you had various people... You know, telling tales of the you know tales of the plane. Um, Rob Van Dam told his side. Um, you know, PJ Placco told his side. Jim Ross told his side. And then we have um, Tommy Dreamer. That's his wrestling name. You can look him up as well. He told his side. Now, of course, we don't know of this as fact. We were not there, and we only go upon what we hear him say on the show. And his views were, in my opinion, extreme, extremely crude and kind of gross. Now, he was mainly blaming the victim in all of this because, uh, you, know, you know, Heidi Doyle and, of course, a couple, and a couple other, the stewardess, you know, they filed um, for, you know, they, you know, they filed for harassment in court. And, of course, you know, WWE and them had a settlement out of court. Now, he was defending Ric Flair, and you know, saying he would never do anything of the sort, you know, that's not him, and that's fine. But the major thing that caught myself, Miss Bradley, and everybody else who's seen the episode was he basically pawned it off of it was a joke, she got offended, you know, she shouldn't have got offended, and if she was this offended, then she should have just went to court and just done the full the full ride. You know, gone through everything for the court. But of course, Something like that, you would have to relive that over and over and over again. And I don't think, in my opinion, that she wanted to put her family through that. Because I cannot speak for a woman, and I dare not. But if you find yourself in that particular situation, going through it is one thing. Reliving it over and over and over and over again, that's something you, want, it's something you really don't want to do. So maybe the settlement was her best option for closure. I would agree with that. Um, being through something like that 
um, you don't want to relive it over and over. And when it's you against such a large corporation like WWE, it's something that you know you're lucky that you get a settlement. You know, they could just make everything just disappear. And so she also stated, Heidi did, that um, her husband didn't want this all over the media. He didn't want her to be famous as the person that is saying these things about these famous men and that she didn't want that kind of notoriety because that's what would happen, you know, especially in that time. We're talking 2002. Um, what was media like at that time? Wasn't that round about the time Britney went quote unquote crazy and like everyone was essentially just treating women very badly in the media? I'm not too sure. I want to say yes, but of course, I'm not too sure. I do my homework on that. But for that particular time in the wrestling business, it was mainly protecting the boys. You know, like protecting the company and protecting yourself. So a lot of things went on. As, for example, Terry Runnels, um, she alleged that one of, the, one of the wrestlers, Brock Lesnar, exposed himself to her. You know, and her ex-husband pulled her aside and said, hey, don't sell it, which means ignore it. Don't react. Let it go. Keep moving. And one of the quotes that kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit, you know, she said, you know, if I filed a complaint every single time someone did something like that to me, I will still be in court to this day. And this was back in 2002. And so the old adage of boys will be boys or it's just a joke, let it go, stuff like that doesn't fly today. And it shouldn't have flown back in 2002. No. Um, it's an antiquated idea that, you know, things will happen and it never should have. And everything that happened on this plane is, while yes, it could be blamed on drugs and alcohol, but it's all things that should not have happened in the first place. And unfortunately, this is something that still bothers these poor flight attendants to this very day, to the fact that Heidi, at the very least, is on an actual television show talking about what happened to her. It clearly has affected her greatly in her life. And so that right there, in and of itself, is proof that these things should not be happening, and there should have been more repercussions than what was done. But one thing that did come out of this is um, in looking through things and researching that Jim Ross basically, he, he even says in the show that he takes responsibility for what happened and was trying very hard to make sure something like this never happened again. And so it seems that they took this as a learning experience so that something like this didn't happen again, so that these men would be held accountable if something like this were to ever happen again. Yes, and what's also interesting is, you know, they interviewed, you know, some of the wrestlers, some of the referees, some of the officials, and you would get a sense that some of the officials, you know, were still in the old mindset of, Oh well, we did pills and we did alcohol. You know, we'd you know we drug some of the boys. You know, for their reaction. You know, never leave a drink unattended. You know, this is what will happen to you. And others, when they spoke about it, they actually showed remorse. Um, you know, P.J. Polacco, Justin Credible, Rob Van Dam, they talked about it 
openly and candidly about it, but you can tell in their voice and the way they spoke, they actually felt remorse because they knew that obviously, you know, it's not a good look. It's not the right thing to do. It's not the moral thing to do, but it happened. And they showed remorse about it. Others, like Tommy Dreamer, who, in my opinion, I watched him back in ECW. I was a humongous fan of his as a wrestler and as a performer. And once I heard his take, he still has what Miss Bradley would say, a very antiquated uh, view on how everything happened. You know, there wasn't much remorse. There wasn't much sympathy, you know, towards the victim. And she is a victim and others, you know, who experienced that. And he just was like, oh, you know, she got offended. You know, oh, well, it was a joke. You know, if you'd have felt this way, you would have still, you, you, you would have filed years ago. But like I said before, something like that, you can never forget. And the last thing you want to do is drudge it up. So my respect for him has gone down quite an awful bit. And so, of course, he was reprimanded for that as well. He was. He was dismissed from his job. Um, where was it that he was working again? Uh, Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling in Knoxville, correct? Yes. He was immediately uh, and definitely suspended for his behavior. And, excuse me, Ric Flair himself, as told by Jim Ross, was he got a pass because he was a made man. But of course now it's 2021 and he has a couple of endorsement deals that have been put on hold, you know, until either A, he gets his comeuppance or B, maybe time heals all wounds. We don't know. You know, all we have are just opinions about how we feel. And of course, media outlets, YouTube, various news sources, you know, various opinions, not just us. We all have our thoughts and feelings about it. And so, once again, I'm going to turn it over to Miss Bradley because I've never been in that predicament, that kind of situation, to where something so heinous like that has happened and it gets just overlooked. When something like that happens to you, you just, you don't know what to do. You don't know what you can do to make it stop. And she even said that she tried to go into the gallery and stay but Ric Flair followed her into the gallery and wouldn't let her leave. Um, it's a situation that she never should have been put into. And it's a situation that a lot of women have been put into, unfortunately. Men as well. Um, victims are not always women. Sometimes they're men. And, you know, it's a very sad place to be because you feel violated. You feel as if, you know your body is not your own anymore, that you're being viewed as a thing and not a person. And I, I myself, I would have been the same way and not wanted to make it overly public. Who wants to be known as the person who says, Ric Flair assaulted me? Or what's his name? Scott Hall assaulted me. Who wants to be known as that? These men are famous. These men are... Um, household names they're considered um good people by the typical families in america you don't want to be that person but at the same time you want justice you want some sort of closure of something that happens and i think the show may have done that for her i certainly hope so in the show you can tell that she is still disturbed she still feels violated 
she still feels like a victim. And I feel that maybe saying everything that she needed to say on the show kind of might have vindicated her. Um, but I certainly hope that this is at least a step towards healing for her because she clearly is still very upset by this and rightfully so. And she clearly still has things that she needs to work through regarding this situation. And absolutely. And now the company itself, you know, you know, they said, you know, they have a zero tolerance or stuff of that nature. And it shows a lot of people have been released over the years, um, ever since the speaking out movement. Um, so many wrestlers from so many different companies, entertainment world, everyone, you know, has been held accountable for it. So it's not just that. But I think now, which with most stories like this coming out, there will be consequences for it because there's no excuse for it. You know, it's, it's unacceptable. And I'm not just saying that, you know, just to be on the bandwagon. You know, um, as Miss Bradley would say, sexual harassment, stuff like that goes to both male and female. You know, Miss um, Bradley, you know, went through it. And I can honestly say I went through it. And it's difficult to talk about. It's extremely difficult to talk about, especially, you know, if you're a guy. Because you still have that macho thing of, you know, this happened to you? No, it couldn't have happened to you. Yes, it did happen. And with women, women go through it and instantly they are made to feel like they're at fault for it. Especially if they don't speak up immediately. So this Dark Side of the Ring itself was less about wrestling more about the viewpoint on society and how we view alleged celebrities and and of course you know i've always said you know we're just people you know we are just people no matter how much money we make or how much of a household name we are we're just people we have to be held accountable for our actions we're all not perfect you know but we should at least have that common respect for each other that's just me that's just my opinion I strongly recommend watching Dark Side of the Ring just for the simple fact that it speaks to everybody. It's not just about wrestling, what wrestlers do and how they acted back then. It's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a statement on today's society also. No matter what year it is, all the stuff hits home. So I recommend watching it. I recommend it as well. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of wrestling. Like, I can appreciate it for the art that it is. And I'll watch the occasional show these days um, because there are some interesting characters out there. But um, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan. And I enjoy the show, Dark Side of the Ring, because you get to see the humanity behind it. You see what happens. You see a lot of the the secrets and there's a lot behind the scenes and like adrian said there are repercussions now for what's been going on there's been a lot of i guess coming forth and basically making things right for things that happened years ago as they should be making things right. These things that happen to people should never have happened. Um, just like with poor um, Terry Runnels, she had a lot happen to her. She's in several episodes of the season or series. Um, and the things that have happened to her, she's a very strong woman. The fact that she can get on there and talk about it and talk about everything that has happened to her, um, 
she's a very strong woman. And these, this show, it just shows things that have happened that you wouldn't expect. You, you look at wrestling and you think, oh, it's, it's a bunch of people just kind of throwing each other around. Or you think, oh, there's storylines or what have you. And yes, it's entertainment, but there's a lot behind it. And so I do recommend the show. Um, this episode I do recommend if you have uh, an interest in that sort of thing. Um, I was surprised by some of what happened but also not. And one thing that does kind of stick with me is that the people we mentioned were not the only people on the plane. There were a lot of big name people on that plane. I believe Stone Cold Austin was on the plane and The Undertaker was on the plane as well and a lot of other really big name wrestlers from that time period. And they all kept their noses clean. They all acted like decent human beings with the exception of these bad eggs that were focused on. After watching the episode, I researched to see if there was anything that we missed that wasn't, you know, said on this episode because I just felt like something might have been missing. Um, and some things were, they weren't as graphic with some of what happened, but, um, and that's where I got some of the additional information about this additional um, stewardess because they don't talk about her in this episode. Um, but you got to understand the rest of the people on this plane, and there were lots of them, they all acted like normal human beings. So this is a minority among a majority of people that are acting out and acting in a way that is unacceptable. Of course, and I agree. And of course, you can look at the other side of the coin of, yes, they behaved. Yes, they kept their mouth shut. But should they have kept their mouth shut? And that's a very good question. You know, the decent thing to do is to help those that are in need and to stop people from harming others. And so if you are silent about something, does that also make you party to it? And there's so many different levels, so many different questions that come out of that. But that's a whole other topic for another day. Because, of course, you know, they could have spoke up. But they could have lost their wrestling spot. They could have lost their money, their job. They could have fell out of favor. So many different things that just, just doesn't happen in wrestling business. It happens in real life. You know, if you quote unquote rat out your boss, that could affect your job. That could affect your future, your stability. So many different things. But that's for another day. So once again, it's uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, WWE's playing right from hell. We recommend it strongly. And of course, it all ties into harassment as well. If you feel that you're being harassed, or if you need an outlet, of course, you can always reach out. There's so many different there's so many different public numbers to reach out to. Um, not necessarily us, but I want people to reach you know to, to reach out because being harassed, sexually harassment, bullied, anything of the sort, it must be reported. No matter how long ago it happened, always get out there and speak. You have a voice. We want you to use it. Uh, Miss Bradley, thank you once again for joining in this episode of the Saturday Matinee Movie Review. Of course, it comes out on a Sunday, but that's a whole other story. Um, so where can they find you to get in contact with you, listen to your shows, etc.? Well, I am on Twitter at Serby Cerberus. I mean, ha, not Serby Cerberus. Um, Cerberus Magic. 
And you can also email me at CerberusMagic at gmail.com. And thank you for having me. But before I go, I just wanted to say, um, if you live in Florida, there is a hotline, a helpline that you can call if you have been sexually assaulted and are afraid to come forward, or if you know of anyone that is sexually harassing. And um, that is a statewide helpline for Florida. It is 1-888-956-7273. And it'll connect you with your local services and there's someone there that can talk to you, someone that can help you. Um, if you're not available or able to go to the authorities at this moment. Well, very good. Thank you so much for that. And of course, you can always reach out to us under slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com, slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. And of course, the links below you can find the Walker AC experience on multiple free platforms as well. We thank everyone so much for downloading this show, listening, giving us a chance. Um, and of course, stay tuned for the Walker AC experience for Tuesday. Cerberus on Thursday and once again at the movie review on Saturday and just also keep a lookout for secret shows as well. This has been the Saturday Matinee Show. I have been Adrian. This has been Miss Bradley and we'll see you next time.